0: Latin-made little cubbies in your mind, that it really organizes your mind right. because you're, when you practice Latin, you're basically practicing organization and structure, and so it helps you then be a better thinker. Welcome to The Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw.
1: Welcome back, friends. We are continuing a previous conversation on why study Latin. So this is a part two podcast. You may want to go back and listen to part one. In part one, we talked about understanding English through Latin. And in part two today, we're going to pick up on where we left off talking about vocabulary. But moving forward into my favorite reason for studying Latin, which is how Latin trains the mind and trains the student. So we're going to bring back in here with us Tanya Charlton, our Curriculum Director for Memoria Press and the Managing Editor for Classical Teacher Catalog. So stay with us while we get back into part two of Why Study Latin. So we are back for part two of Why Study Latin, and we left off the last podcast with Vocabulary, okay, really focusing on vocabulary, how Latin is the root of any science, um, uh, uh, biology, chemistry, um, economics, law, theology. It is the root language of all of these areas of study. And so our Latin students are building a foundation for their future beyond, you know, wherever it is that they decide... study or whatever field they decide to go in they're going to somehow medicine for Pete's sake
0: they're going to somehow touch this latin root they are and they're going to find their studies much easier if they've had latin right and in fact people tell me older people like at church tell me i had latin in high school and then i became a doctor and it was really helpful to me in my field and they just had, you know, that high school Latin like Henley. They never had Latin like we do it from the second grade sure. on, but they found it helpful.
1: Well, and any new science has to reach back into the history of words to to pull forward new terminologies. We don't just create a word out of thin air. We reach back to the roots of the language and we pull it forward. And there's an example that I remember Mrs. Lowe saying in a speech, and it's, the word computer you know when computers were invented we didn't have a word for them and so we reached back computo to think to pull forward a new science right and and then you've got um all of the the, the okay the periodic table of elements for Pete's sake you know <laughs> if you're studying that you know au for gold is aurum
0: you That's know, right,
1: Latin. That's um, right, Ferum, F e iron. I mean, if you're in these sciences, and and then you have law. Okay, so some of the words in in law, um, subpoena, subpoena, sub and under penalty is its its translation. Right, right, right. Um, And then you know, in theology, crucifixion, cruce, cruceis. That's right. right? Benediction. Benedictus, to, you know, blessed. I mean, all the richness of understanding our language because of Latin.
0: That's right. My son came home from biology one time. My son, who did not like Latin but had been taking it for years and years, so came home and said, well, I have been telling you for years that Latin is a dead language, and now I've got the proof. And I said, <laughs> what? What? what are you talking about? And he said that in his biology class, the teacher had told them that Linnaeus had chosen Latin for his classical classification system because it was a dead language and it would not change. So he felt safe with it. I said, what you've just told me is not that Latin's a dead language. It's that Latin is an immortal language, to Mm -hmm. take the words off Chesterton. Yes. (laughs) It is immortal and it still right. lives That's just right. because it's not conversational. And it can be such a help right, in many ways. We, we've already talked about some and we're going to talk about we some are, more. We are. And just because it's not conversational
1: doesn't mean it's a dead language. That's By right. no means. That's okay. right. Okay. So let's talk. We've talked about vocabulary. We've talked about how we build our own English language and, and we learn our own English language, how to use it, how to function in it um, from Latin. But now we're going to talk about let's some you know where the where we hit the road here, SAT and ACT scores. Okay, so Latin students consistently score higher on the verbal portions of any SAT ACT um, than than any other student out there. There's there have been studies on this from the 1970s, the 1980s. There's recent 2006, 2012 figures. 2000. I'm going to give right. you some 2015 figures here in a minute. But talk to me about this, you know, standardized testing where all of our parents are, you know, we're going to get there someday, right?
0: Yes. And I would like to say first that ACT scores are not the reason that we study Latin. We (laughs) study it for all these other reasons. It's just – This is a benefit. To me, this is a benefit. Mm -hmm. It's a huge benefit. And I saw it with my son who hated Latin. Because I he did no preparation for the for the ACT, no prep at all. His friends were studying so hard for that exam and he just spent the whole summer he didn't even open the vocabulary cards that I bought him. <laughs> and so I just when I dropped him off and came home, I said to my husband, he's gonna have to take this test six times to get into college. <laughs> and then um when we got his score he had made a 35 out of 36 on the verbal portion of the exam Amazing. he was educated in spite of himself all of that mixing up sentences and working on translation that he hated had really educated him and given him the tools so that he could he could face any writing any vocabulary with very little difficulty. You know,
1: I don't know that our kids are ever going to want to listen to our podcast because I'm going to tell a story I about my tell- kid I'm too. not even
0: telling <laughs> him that I did this. No, no
1: seriously they discovered on their own fine okay I'm not going to tell my because I'm going to tell a story not on a, co- a college student or one preparing for college I'm going to tell a story on my seventh grader. I have um, two diagnosed dyslexics. I, I've got a third, I'm quite sure, but wasn't severe enough, and, and homeschooling did a lot. You could take right? care of I, it. That's right. We could take right. care of it, right. So m- I've got bookends, okay? My first is diagnosed dyslexic and dysgraphic. My, my last is dyslexic and has some processing disorders. She, um, because she was homeschooled, obviously, then we ended up in Highlands Latin School. It's always been our family's goal. Okay. So full disclosure at Highlands Latin School, middle school, kind of on seventh grade ITBS test. Her vocabulary portion was graded at 13 plus grade 13 plus for a seventh grader, you know, and for a seventh grader who struggles you know, the tears just rolled from her eyes to know, Mom, I'm smart, you know, and and I'm like, yes, sweetheart, and the paper tells it. Doesn't mean we don't have other challenges. We do. (laughs) But the vocabulary alone was just that big of a reward. So I said I was going to share some figures, and I really do, and I want to get them right, so I'm going to keep them here. I want our listeners to hear, and again, like you said, this is a benefit of Latin, okay? Not a reason. This is a benefit. So 2000 2015 data for high school seniors from the this is from the College Board SAT Total Group Report students of Latin taking both the SAT and the Latin subject area okay so they've chosen they they're they're taking two tests for parents who aren't there with the SAT yet um, they produced a mean critical reading score of 680 which is 30 points higher than any other student taking another ranked subject test. Okay. now the mean writing score for this group of students was 676, 32 points higher Mm. than the next rank subject test. This is real time. You know, this is real benefit. It is
0: tangible. It is because when you need those scholarships, that's right. (laughs) That's right. And that's how we got them was from that essay from that ACT score that he had.
1: So so now that we've talked about, you know, you know, the root of our language, the benefits—we've hit the benefits a little bit for those um, parents looking forward into the future. I'm going to ask you a question, okay? And it's going to get a little bit more into, I think, what we said are kind of the abstract reasons for for Latin. Okay, let's talk about classical education. Is it classical education if it doesn't have Latin?
0: Some companies would tell you. Some curriculum companies would tell you that you should do Latin, but it is not essential for a classical education. We do not fall yeah, can I on that side at that all. I, that um, hurt. That I hurt. know, I know. But we we totally say 100% you are not classically educated if you do not have Latin and hopefully Greek. Hopefully you can get to Greek. Mm-hmm. I pulled because liked, I want to get this right. Cheryl Lowe's, um, I found some things that she had written right before she died. And mm-hmm. one of them was... What is classical education? Now, we say all the time, it's the true, the good, the beautiful. We've got any, even on our website, we've got this giant definition of it. But what it really came down to her was the essential core of classical Christian education is the study of Latin and the classical civilizations of Greece and Rome. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's it. And then she says, I don't think we are at liberty to redefine it. (laughs) Like this is what it's always been and it needs to continue to be. And so we would say (laughs) you have to have Latin in your curriculum. I love that. And I hope that we have made it doable for everybody that our Latin products, she worked really hard to make sure anybody could teach it. That meant so much to her that you as a parent could succeed as a Latin teacher with no Latin background or knowledge. Well, I
1: think we continue to work that way. I get to watch everybody and, and the, the heart that they put into making sure that this is successful for our homeschoolers. That's right. You know, that's right. Um, and I love the fact, thank you for sharing that with me. I had not heard those words. I love the fact that she said, we are not at liberty to change it. <laughs> you know, take the truth and that's live right. it. That's right. <laughs> so so now that we get into what are kind of the more abstract reasons, truly still reasons, I'm going to tell you, for me, there's some of the firmest reasons that why I chose Mm -hmm. classical education in Latin for my children. It's because, and we're going to start with, it instills a mental discipline in students. You know, this is our part two, which is our full part two, which is, you know, Latin creates a student and and it grows the mind.
0: It and the character. The mind.
1: And the character. Oh, yes, it
0: does because it is so difficult, but it is so structured also. But there is no way, if you know anything at all about Latin, that you could translate a Latin sentence without self-discipline. Mm-hmm. You're just—it's going to be wrong if you don't. You've got to have. It is every word. You have to parse every single word. In order to get it right. And, and to me, self-discipline
1: is um, it, its a, a concept that's barely even spoken of in our modernist educational circles. At least, you know, that which, which I see and try to, to keep up on um, is self-discipline. Well, that's
0: because it? our modern educational system, not to get too far off the rails, right. is more child-centered. Yes. And so... Children don't like self discipline. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we're going to instill it, we have to do it with the rigor that it takes in order to do it. And I, but I think homeschoolers are great with establishing self discipline. Well, we even, have to be. That's because right.
1: There has to be order in the that's home. That's exactly
0: right to even get anything done. That's right. And, so, and Latin is just a tool that you can use. But I, but I do think homeschoolers do it anyway. I think homeschoolers go to college ready to I went to college ready to I mean I remember going onto that college campus thinking look at all these boys and I didn't know how to study I didn't know how to manage my time I really just had no clue but my kids went because of their homeschool background they knew how to get their work done they knew what needed to be done Mm -hmm. how to use their time and I think that's just a huge benefit and Latin is one one of the tools that we use absolutely
1: it's a tool of order a tool of structure a tool that that teach, naturally teaches a, a child how to learn and how to study and our god is a god of order so i often compare latin to mathematics now I don't, again, I don't want to get off the rails, but I, I kind of am a little bit in that I know that a lot of parents out there are coming out of Common Core mathematics, you know, they're drowning, they're discovering, um, you know, w- the foundations that their students actually don't have. And so math builds in this systematic, you know, orderly fashion, right? You you build a skill on top of a skill on top of a skill. Well, Latin does the same thing. We don't forget what came before in mathematics to be That's able to right. go forward in mathematics. And we don't forget what came before in our English language, which is Latin, That's right. to build on what we need to move forward.
0: I always compare it to, it's you can't do algebra if you don't know your math facts. Amen. You've got to <laughs> learn your math facts. Or you're just, you can't do long division if you don't know what six times eight is. Or if you can't subtract. right? And so if Latin's the same way, it, you can't translate a sentence until you know your grammar and vocabulary. You've got to do that hard work of the grammar stage, regardless of the age you start. You've got to do that work. That's right. Now, and, and uh, there's an analogy that comes to mind
1: that I have uh, used before. To me, Latin is for our parents like planting their child's educational tree. You're going, to, you're going to dig a really big hole. You're going to put that root ball in the hole. You're going to fill it. And that root of that tree has to grow to, to be the size of the rest of the tree. It has to be able to be strong enough to withstand the elements that are going to come against it. Well, that's Latin. You know, that's Latin right. will grow the tree of education for our homeschoolers' children strong enough for the winds that will come, you know, against it. That's Right. So That's there's right. there's my story, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Okay. I like your story. So um, we're going to move on to this, this transmission of um, cultural literacy, that Latin um, helps to transmit cultural literacy. Um, again, kind of more the abstract reason mm-hmm. for Latin, but it also, for me, talks about, again, reaching back, you know, into history. Right? That's right. To pull forward.
0: Yes. Using the mother tongue of Western civilization. Using the mother tongue of Western civilization. Thank you. Which is Latin. So we are um, working really hard for our students to be able to read Latin literature so that they can read, they read Virgil in English, and then they read Virgil in Latin. Mm -hmm. And it just makes a big difference when you can read in the original translation. It totally changes it. and so we're we're working really hard to do that, and that, and to, we we do a lot of Roman history and Greek history, and um, and it all just works really well together with the Latin. And um, talk to me about um
1: critical thinking, um, you know, well, and, you know, it's, and th- because this is a buzzword.
0: It okay? is a buzzword, and, and I don't
1: think it's a buzzword that's used well,
0: <laughs> right? It that's, unless you're a Latin student. Well, so. that's right. Well, I think again, it's the discipline and the structure of the language. And the Cheryl always said it: Latin made little cubbies in your mind that it really organizes your mind. Right. Because your when you practice Latin, you're basically practicing organization and structure. And so it helps you then be a better thinker. And Martin Cothran always has said at homeschool conventions, when people would say, what do I need to prepare my child for logic, to, t- to take your traditional logic? What, what do I do with my young child to g- so that they're ready? And he would always say Latin, Latin. do Latin. Mm-hmm. And that will order their minds so mm-hmm. that then when they get ready for more abstract thinking, like in logic, they're ready to do it and capable.
1: And so staying on the, uh, coming back to actually the cultural literacy, um, you know, any one of us, and this may sound very simple, Tanya, but I think we pass these things on a daily basis and don't even realize it. Pick up a dollar bill, right? Right. That's right. Pick up a dollar bill. Our Mm -hmm. founding fathers were educated classically. That's right. You know, and um, go look at your, your state flag, many of them. You know, That's right. we'll have Latin mottos. Um, enter any uh, foundational historic university here. Look at what might be on etched into walls or carved, you know, in, into the floors. Um, you know, Latin um, transmits not just ancient cultural literacy, but quite frankly. Some of our American history, it absolutely in our founding fathers.
0: Absolutely, our entire government was based on the model of the Romans. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, just on a lighter note, (laughs) my children have told me that um, video games (laughs) Uh and uh, okay, I'm not going to know this like (laughs) superheroes (laughs) are all of that stuff has like a lot of Latin mythology. Okay roots I don't know because I don't I don't do either. Those things, okay but, but well again I we're think, talking about our kids. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so they would say that that is also cultural literacy. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I
1: do know you know there are modern day authors that have taken upon them the stories of um, you know Greek oh, I mean we yes. you know that's that's a constant theme. I mean it's a richness. You know, whether it's you know Greek gods or the, the Roman gods That's that, right. that we just keep pulling from. That right? just
0: and when we read Shakespeare or I think we're getting we are getting in the weeds because we're going into I'm classical sorry. education now. But <laughs> when we read Shakespeare and Homer and um or even like you say modern authors that are really well educated and they refer to to gods or goddesses or some common Latin saying, or even Cicero, or somebody from the Middle Ages, our students get those references. And mm-hmm. so they're, do you ever read a book and you think, I don't even know who that is? Right. When they and then make I have to go look it up. Yes. And then I have
1: to go look it up because I need to understand what the author's That's trying right. to say to me. So let's, um, if, if we stay on authors here, and the last um, reason that I would want us to discuss about why we why we study Latin is because it's a gateway to the classics. And I know mm. that in our second podcast here, we've really kind of moved ourselves into that classical education realm, but we have to. Right. Because really, it, is, to, part of because it is part of classical it, education. That's right. You know, you can't have classical education without Latin, as Mrs. Lowe has, as you have shared her words right. with us. So, So Latin is that gateway into the classics. Talk about that for a little bit.
0: So, yes. So Latin is just part of what we do. Mm -hmm. But for our entire classical education, our students are reading the classics Mm -hmm. and we are showing them the best of everything, the best art, the best literature, the best music so that they can be discerning citizens. Because if they if they are immersed in good things, then they're not going to necessarily be attracted to junk. Or they're when they read something that's not really good, they're going to know it because they have been immersed in things that are really good. And so to be better citizens and to meet better the purpose that God has for their lives, the more educated they are, the better able they're going to be able to accomplish the things that they need to accomplish in their lives. Amen.
1: Amen. And and I love the purpose that they have for their lives. Thank yeah. you for saying that. And and discernment, I've done a I've done a podcast and we talked a lot about discernment, but um discern the word discerning is a word that has escaped modern educational circles, okay? Because Modern educational circles. I know we're in the weeds, but I got to stay there for a minute because <laughs> I, I need to compare and contrast, and that's one of the things that Latin does, right? That's, right. that's one of that's the critical right. thinking skills. And and modern education says we're going to educate a drone. We're going to tell you what to believe. We're going to tell you what to be, what to do, what to buy. That's right. You know. So so where is the 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 intellectual thought there? Where is the discernment process of purpose of being of purpose of of purchasing of of all of that. There's no thought of just day to day life. day to day life. That's right. And yet Latin <clears throat> brings with it again the order, the 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 thinking, That's um, right. you know, the the clarity of you know how we move from one thing to the
0: next. It really does. Right. It, I believed when I went to I was looking for an option for my children because I didn't like the public school system in my area. And I found Cheryl Lowe in a basement in a church talking about classical education and how I mean I still remember this and mm-hmm. it's been <clears throat> twenty years mm-hmm. ago. But she she basically was saying that you can do vocational education mm-hmm. or you can do real education and train you can train your students to be the best that they can be and and it doesn't matter you don't you don't need to train them to be an engineer or a doctor or a fireman or any of those things you need to train them to be full people yes and then when they become lawyers or doctors or chefs or whatever they choose for their vocation then they're going to be better they're going to be ethical they're going to be compassionate and caring because of these studies that they've had.
1: And that's what our I want our homeschoolers to stay focused on, that they are not, while they're in their own weeds, while they're in their difficult day and they're trudging through subjects and, and, right. and Latin and kids that that don't want to do school today, That's <laughs> that right. just want to watch the cartoon or whatever, you know, or um, I, I want our parents to see forward. I want our parents to be pulling their children forward into um, a, an education and a future that is orderly, structured, intellectual discerning you know all as, and full of self-discipline all of these words
0: and Latin will equip them that's right in all of those areas good
1: um friends I want you to feel confident um, in the study of Latin in your home don't give up learn your learn with your children call your children forward in education through the usage of Latin and I want to thank Tanya for spending two podcasts with us. This was so fun. (laughs) I will talk to you anytime, Carrie. Oh, thank you. That's the greatest compliment. (laughs) Thanks, Tanya. Everybody have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Memoria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.